Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming. Pika Pika, Pikachu. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are talking about the 1998 anime film Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. It's like Empire Strikes Back. It's like, ooh! <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Guys, today we are going to be talking about the very first Pokemon movie that was ever adapted from the animated series. And uh, I'll be quite honest, the universe of Pokemon is so sprawling and infinite at this point, we're really only going to have time to talk about the events of this movie. The way that Pokemon has pervaded real life is stunning to me. I know! I remember someone forcing me to make a U-turn in the middle of a busy street (laughs) to capture... A Pokemon outside of a Starbucks. For Pokemon Go? For Pokemon Go. Oh my god. That craze was what, four years ago? <laughs> yeah. Three or four years ago? People still play it. I can't believe it. <laughs> it has absolutely become real. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, be practicing the three. Three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. For the love of God, please. (laughs) We want everyone to be able to join our little watch party. All right. You got your Pokeballs? (laughs) I love the Pokeballs. Like, I don't even want, I don't even want the Pokemon. I just like having the Pokeball. You like having the Mary Poppins technology on your belt? I just want to put things in the Pokeball. Like a little raven. Just like, this is where my pretties go. Oh, my crystals. (laughs) In my Pokeball. Welcome to the stadium. Get ready for the ultimate showdown. Mew versus Mew 2. Bring all your skill. Bring all your courage. The Pokemon match of all time is here. over. Kids WB presents Pokemon, the first movie. Catch it. I love that it's called Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. It sounds like a sequel. I know. I, I But like, you know. That's because the, the existence of Mewtwo had been teased before in the original series. Like people were like, ooh, who is this mysterious new Pokemon? He's supposed to be the most powerful Pokemon in the world. And that was a setup for the movie. Pokemon had just literally started the year before. I know. This is 98. Pokemon started airing in what, 97? In Japan, yeah. It didn't come over to the U.S. until a couple years later. Or no, 96. I was today years old when I realized, literally realized this today. Yeah, in this moment. That Pokemon means pocket monsters. (laughs) When I saw that, 
I was like, how have I gone my 25, <laughs> almost 25 years without real? Oh, my God. What? I'm as old as Pokemon. Yes, you are. Oh. oh not, girl, not this. <laughs> not the age dread. Yeah, I know. I know. A quarter of a century, though, Pokemon has been with us. It is a timeless classic. I got to be honest. Like, a lot of series like that are undoubtedly a merchandising cash cow. I'm not going to take that away from it. Think of all the merchandise you can make off of shows like Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, all of that stuff. This series and this intellectual property has definitely brought a lot of value to my life. My cousin Leslie, we used to play Pokemon on Lowell's farm when we were kids. Yeah, and I'd follow you around and you'd get mad Yeah, and pretend to fight me with your Pokemons. Yes, I would. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so our three original creators here are Satoshi Tajiri, Ken Sugimori, and Junichi Masuda. They're, they're like the main three on this collective creation here of this entire media franchise. And I thank them for that. Um, I was going to say, I knew it had Nintendo associations. Oh, yeah. I knew it was owned by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is the what is the company that produces Pokemon? Is it Nintendo? No, it's a game. Like, I was like... Okay, it's a game that's a television series. Like This was obviously a much bigger part of your childhood than it was of mine. I remember Carrie Ann having the hundreds of Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. and I used to steal them. Yes, you did. From her room and look at all of them and be like, I have no idea what any of this means, but they're cool. Oh, yeah. I was deep into the fandom during the Indigo League days. Like, pretty much after, the, after they got into the Orange Islands, I kind of fell out of Pokemon, only because... Because the catalog of available Pokemon was growing and growing and growing. Like, the second generation was getting ready to be released when this movie came out. And so that's why I, that's why when I was watching it, I was like, wait a minute, what's that Pokemon? I've never seen that Pokemon before. And it's because it was brand new. And it's just my anxiety. It's like, oh no, I can't catch them all. (laughs) There is hundreds and hundreds at this point. So I just kind of grew into other things, but I've never forgotten about it, and I have my cards around here somewhere. I also had, like, a fully functioning Pokedex when I was a kid. Yes! I remember that stupid thing! It made fun noises, and I used to just press the buttons for fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my god! I remember playing the Game Boy Color. And the Game Boy Advance yes. Pokemon games. Oh, I wish I had never given away my Game Boy Color. Because uh, I remember it used those games used to frustrate me. Because like I would just want to explore, uh-huh. and you just walk into the wrong spot, <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. Dun 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 dun. should show you some gameplay of recent Pokemon games, like Pokemon Sword and Shield. It is so, like, miles away from what we played as a kid. How many Pokemon are there? You know, I'm not sure at this point. I bet if you Google it real quick, the internet will tell you. Okay. There are almost 500. Oh, my good grief. Uh, Obviously, there's only, like, 150 in existence once this movie is made. Absolutely. But... My, how far we've come. And guys, I'm so happy. After last week's extra long episode, (laughs) we're going to be here for shorter than we usually are. Yeah, this movie's only 75 minutes long, so this is going to be a very brief episode. This is going to be a good edit for Carrie. (laughs) Thank goodness. 
Do we really need to do a We Have Names? Listen. Because I don't recognize any of these names, but you might think it's worth mentioning. I do. I do think it's worth mentioning, but We Have Names is going to be considerably shorter this week. I'm going to do exactly what I did last week, which is I'm going to read the character name, I'm going to read the original Japanese voice actor, and then I'm going to read the English dub voice actor. Okay. So, we've got names. <laughs> First, we have Ash Ketchum, as in Ketchum All. Yeah, Ash Ketchup. Yeah, I'm excited. Not Ketchup. Yeah, Ketchup. Ash Ketchum. He was originally voiced by Rika Matsumoto, and in the English version, he is voiced by Veronica Taylor. The only other thing I know Veronica Taylor from is she's actually the voice of Sailor Pluto in the old dub of Sailor Moon. Hey, connections! Yeah. We'll see why that's important later. (laughs) (laughs) She's also been in One Piece, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. She's done a lot of fantasy and anime work. Okay. Next, we have Pikachu. Uh, Pikachu actually only has one voice actress, Ikue Otani. This is what she's best known for, by far, as the voice of Pikachu. Yeah. But she's also been on One Piece, she's been on Naruto, and she provided the voice of Morgana in Persona 5. That one's for Gavin. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we have Misty. She's one of Ash's little friends. She was originally voiced by Mayumi Izuka, and she is voiced in the English version by Rachel Lillis. She also does lots of anime dub work, including Hunter x Hunter, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and Your Lie in April, which is a slice of life anime I actually like, which is about a girl who plays the violin who also has cancer, I think. Okay. It's it's been a while since I've seen it. Whatever. (laughs) Next we have Brock. He's the third member of their little group. He was originally voiced by Yuji Ueda, and he is voiced in the English version by Eric Stewart. He does lots of anime work as well. Most of these voice actors, their work is primarily in anime English dubs. He was in Yu-Gi-Oh! He was also in One Piece and in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah, ah, I'm seeing some uh, trends. Yeah, because it's it's professional, right? They all know each other. They're all on the same, you know, professional network. They all had the same Rolodex in 1998. (laughs) Yeah. The same pagers. Yeah. Yeah. Next, we have Jessie. Jessie is one half of the infamous Team Rocket team. She's one of my favorite characters. She was originally voiced by Megumi Hayashibara, and she is also voiced by Rachel Lillis. What? Better gotten paid double. You know, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, do they get flat fees for this, or is, are they? do they charge by the voice? That's a lot of trouble. I know. Make it double. <laughs> oh, I hate your fake laugh. Stop it. I hate your fake pity laugh. <laughs> anyway, going on. And her better half on the show and in the movie is James. He was originally voiced by Shinichiro Miki in the Japanese version. And in the English version, he's also voiced by Eric Stewart, the guy who voices Brock. Make it double. I actually met Eric Stewart at a con once. Oh, you did? He was on a panel with Joe DiMaggio, uh, with John DiMaggio, who does does Bender Uh on Futurama. Not Joe DiMaggio. No, (laughs) not Joe DiMaggio. Can you imagine? (laughs) And uh, one of the questions from the audience was, what's your favorite line you've ever delivered as a voice actor? And Eric's was actually as James from the Pokemon movie with the unknown in it. Uh-huh. The Pokemon that look like weird letters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's the scene where the unknown are flying over their heads, and James goes, I haven't seen this many strange letters since the last time I placed a personal ad. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
This whole universe is whack. Anyway. All right. Next, we have Meowth. He is Team Rocket's little mascot. He was originally voiced by Inuko Inuyama. And in the English version, he is voiced by Maddie Blaustein. Who is trans. Yes. I uh, love that. She was the first intersex and transgender voice artist for many of the agencies she worked with. And sad moment, she is no longer with us. I know. She's been gone for like 13 years. I know. So pour one out for Maddie tonight, guys. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, the voice of Mewtwo. In the original Japanese version, Mewtwo was voiced by Masachika Ichimura. And in the English dub, he is voiced by Philip Bartlett, who is actually more of a stage actor than he ever was a voice actor. Mm-hmm. He was Any relation to Josiah Bartlett? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I really did. I'm kidding, no. And no, I don't think so. Because <laughs> but... Jed Bartlett's fictional, right? Yes, Jed Bartlett is fictional. Really? Yes. Damn. I'm, I'm Damn. so sorry to break it to you, but he is in fact fictional. Okay. But Philip Bartlett was actually in some of the first productions of Angels in America on Broadway. Really? Yes. Okay, Phil. All right, you ready to get started? Yes. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Rated G. (laughs) Violence and foul language. Foul language? Rated G? First of all, I didn't hear any foul language. Me either. I mean, there's like some violence, but like it's mostly just things smashing into one another (laughs) over and over again. It's very bloodless violence. Yeah, like it's not very gory. I just just didn't think it was necessary. We get a very thought-provoking opening narration about the meaning of life. Yeah, (laughs) since the beginning, you know, humans and Pokemons have searched for life's meaning together. Which is just such an adorable thing to say. But none is stranger than this tale of the most powerful Pokemon of all. When Mewtwo said, I am ready to be, I felt that. I know. (laughs) I am also ready to be. This is where we get to see Mew for the first time. Mew is supposed to be one of the most powerful and rare Pokemon of all. He's so rare and so old that, like, we literally have people in archaeological teams out looking for Mew fossils. They're just looking for the Sky Cat. Like, that's the. Yeah, like he's just like a sky cat. He makes just the cutest little noises. Like, there's nothing going on behind his eyes. He's just very cute, very powerful, and just wants to play. Yeah, like he's literally just here to play around. And everybody's losing their goddamn shit over him. So Mew is the Pokemon that the scientists in this movie wish to clone. And the team of scientists in this movie is headed up by one Dr. Fuji. He's not around in this movie for very long, but he's around long enough for me to hate him. Because, like, listen, the pursuit of science is great and everything. But something that this movie, the the English version at least I should say, glosses over very quickly is, like, the whole ethical dilemma behind cloning. Yeah, we don't really get into the, um, uh, I'm sorry, there's a lot of weird, um, oh shit moments for me in this, because, like, we never elaborate on them. Yeah, I feel like the movie forces children, the children that this movie is intended for, to just process those thoughts on their own without explaining them. And it's like, guys, Dr. Fuji's not necessarily a great guy. He's experimenting on Pokemon, and not in, like, an ethical way. His team has taken an eyelash 
from the Mew fossil and has successfully- I'm sorry. What? A what? It's an eyelash. How is an eyelash part of a fossil? I don't know, bud. I don't know. (laughs) Don't think about it too hard. All right. All right. (laughs) But he's taken an eyelash from this Mew fossil and with genetic engineering and cloning has successfully created a cloned Pokemon called Mewtwo. He's got this test subject enclosed in this cylindrical tank. This is his greatest creation, his life's work. This cat squirrel. Yeah, yes. See, see, I love your description. This buff cat squirrel <laughs> that he has all this tu- all these tubes in. Mewtwo is literally like Sunny from my robot. What am I? Yeah. You know, like because he's just a creation of science, right? Yeah. Like we see the moment where he wakes up in the lab and just becomes self-aware. Those voices. I hope we don't lose this one. They're outside. We can't lose this one. Where I must be. Oh. He's like, well, fuck this, and busts out of that tank. I wrote, LOL, free will gang, roll up. <laughs> so they explained to Mewtwo that, you know, he's a copy of this ancient rare Pokemon. And Mewtwo gets all upset because he's just a copy. Mewtwo says he ain't gonna be no experiment. It cannot possibly be my destiny. He then uses his incredibly powerful psychic abilities to completely destroy the lab. What is it that Fuji says? We dreamed of creating the world's strongest Pokemon. And we succeeded. So the lab gets blown to hell, and I'm like, well, what the fuck did they think would happen? Another thing that the movie doesn't do a great job of explaining is that Dr. Fuji was contracted by Giovanni, who is a main villain in the television series. Okay, I was wondering where he fit into everything. Is Giovanni associated with Team Rocket? He's the head of Team Rocket. Oh, Okay. I thought Team Rocket was just those three dorks. No, no, no. Team Rocket is a whole criminal enterprise. Okay, cool. I mean, I guess... All right. (laughs) What... We'll get to it. (laughs) And I guess Giovanni just shows up out of nowhere in helicopter. Yeah, the movie makes it look like he was just circling the island. Waiting for the lab to blow up. (laughs) But that's not true. He was the one who funded this project. The thing with Team Rocket is that they are the antithesis of what a Pokemon trainer is supposed to be. Pokemon trainers are supposed to be dutiful and brave and really apply themselves to raising and training Pokemon and having a cooperative relationship with Pokemon. Team Rocket is just interested in exploiting Pokemon for power. And so that's what Giovanni's done. He's funded this project so that Dr. Fuji would create a Pokemon for him that could be used as a weapon of war. With your psychic powers and my resources, together we can control the world. I do not need your help for that, human. A wildfire destroys everything in its path. It will be the same with your powers unless you learn to control them. I can help you do that. How? Trust me, and I'll show you a way to focus your powers that will make you invincible. Show me. This misalliance happens rather quickly. Yeah, Giovanni is circling in the helicopter and he lands on the rubble of the lab and he comes up to you two. 
U2. U2! <laughs> in the city of blind and lies. No, 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 no. The more you know, the less you feel. <laughs> he comes up to Mewtwo and he's like, hey, that really sucks right there. Those humans didn't appreciate you in the slightest. You should join alliances with me. So we get to testing out some cool um controlling armor from Mewtwo. Yeah, he's gets we get this whole montage where Giovanni's trying to train him on this armor that is supposed to focus his power. And he fights the giant rock snake worm. <laughs> what's what's its name? Onyx. Onyx. <laughs> I like Onyx. I'm gonna really look for, I'm gonna really enjoy all of your vague descriptions of the Pokemon. I wrote no. No, not the Pokeballs. <laughs> the Tauruses. Alakazam and Magneton get their asses handed to them. Like, he's he's got immense power, this Mewtwo. Now I fully perceive my power. But what is my purpose? To serve your master. You were created to fight for me. That is your purpose. That cannot be. You said we were partners. This should be called Mewtwo's Existential Adventure. It really should. (laughs) Because none of this really answers Mewtwo's most burning question. Why am I here? He's literally like, just like, you're enslaving me. You're just, I'm enslaved. Exactly. That's all that really happened when I agreed to work with you. And Mewtwo's like, oh, hell no. Humans do not own me. They will never enslave me. (laughs) I wrote, Mewtwo gets over Giovanni real quick. (laughs) That was really a May-December romance right there. Vaporizes his whole facility. (laughs) We are not 10 minutes into this movie and he's already destroyed two laboratories. I think this qualifies as a clear and present danger. (laughs) He is a sentient weapon of war. Like, we are in big trouble. When he says, I'm going to purge this planet of all of those who oppose me, I was like, I'm sorry. That sounds very Hitler-ish. I know, I know. Already combined with the cloning shit, like... I will find my own purpose and purge this planet of all who oppose me, human and Pokemon alike. The world will heed my warning. The reign of Mewtwo will soon begin. And that's the opening title card for the movie. Mewtwo strikes back. I love these graphics. They look like they're from a 1998 screensaver. I love this shoehorn narrator. (laughs) He's just telling you what's going on. He's from the series. He's always popping in at the beginning and the end of the episodes of the original series to tell us what the trio of Pokemon trainers has been up to since we last left them. Today, Ash, Brock, and Misty are taking a short break from their Pokemon adventures. As always, Ash is determined to become a Pokemon master, and as always, he's ready to endure any hardship, bear any burden with strength, stamina, and a will of steel. Hungry. Need food. Oh, Ash, you haven't done a thing all day. Ash is me. Hungry. (laughs) Need food. It's time to talk about our main characters. Ash is our hero. Ash Ketchup. (laughs) Not Ash Ketchup. Uh, (laughs) Ash Ketchup. Yeah, Ketchup. Ash wants to be the very best like no one ever was. Please stop. (laughs) 
<laughs> to catch them is my real test. We're getting there. No, don't to ruin train it. Them don't ruin it. Cause. We're getting there. It'll happen. <laughs> Just wait. His goal is to be the greatest Pokemon trainer who's ever lived by catching them all. He's very brave, very loyal, albeit a little lazy. Uh huh. You know, he is 10 years old, and some days he doesn't want to train with Pokemon. He just wants to eat Brock's cooking and relax. Here's another question I have for you. Are there not multiple of each kind of Pokemon? Yes. Like, there's not just one of each Pokemon. No, absolutely not. And you're not, the whole world isn't just, like, fighting to get these Pokemon. No, Like, no, there's no. more than one, like, obviously we have clones in this movie, but, like, there's more than one Pikachu throughout the world. Absolutely. He just has one of them, and that's his Pikachu. Yes. And, you know, the, the main hangs here, Ash has what? His Pikachu, his Squirtle, his Bulbasaur, he's got a, he's got a Charizard, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it pretty much works just like animals, where where we have breeders and Pokemon breed in the wild and everything like that. So they do reproduce. They do reproduce. With one another. Okay, that was going to be a question later on that I had. <laughs> Thank you for answering it. Pikachu's obviously Ash's best friend in the whole wide world. In the video games and in the series, you begin your journey by picking from three Pokemon, Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle. But in the series... Ash wakes up late on the day he's supposed to go to Professor Oak and choose one of the three, and all the others are taken, so he gets saddled with Pikachu, who does not like him at first. So you choose from a water, a plant, and a fire, or yeah. whatever. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Water, earth, and fire. Yeah, you always choose from grass, fire, and water. <laughs> it's grass for me, baby. I know. <laughs> Next, we have Misty and Togepi. Misty is actually... what? I can't stand that little deviled egg. Why? It's just... It's just it, 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 like, what, are, what is its power? It's a Togepi. It's a freshly hatched egg Pokemon. What does it do? Is she... He, Togepi's like her baby. Yeah, but what are its powers? <laughs> Doesn't it fight? Not yet. It's too little. Well, does it evolve? Yes, it does. Into what? I can't remember. It, it becomes a big, terrifying egg? <laughs> Or a big, terrifying chicken? Like, what happens? It looks like a dinosaur wearing an egg. That's what the evolution looks like. Okay. Misty is also 10 years old. I believe she's the youngest of four sisters. I'm sorry. What? They're how old? Ash is 10, Misty is 10, and Brock is 15. Yes. What? Yes. No. Yes. Okay. (laughs) What? I know, I know, I know. I could have sworn they were all like, 16 or something. No, nope, like, they're all literal children. Japan? <laughs> really hard to defend sometimes. <laughs> anyway. Misty's Pokemon are mostly water types. She has a Psyduck and a Staryu. She's really into the water types. Misty is the youngest of four sisters, and they all co-manage a gym together, the water gym. Okay. Misty actually met up with Ash very early on in the series when he had to get to a Pokemon Center really fast. As 10-year-olds do. And he stole her bike, which then got destroyed in battle. So the whole reason Misty hangs around with Ash to begin with is so she can get a new bike back from him. That's the only reason they're hanging out? In the beginning. She's trying to get her bike? Yeah. (laughs) But then, of course, she comes to love him and sticks around. Next, we have Brock. Brock, as I said previously, is 15 years old. Okay. He is obviously the oldest. He's also, like, the mother of the group. He cooks for them, and he takes care of the Pokemon. I mean, yeah, it's a 15-year-old and two 10-year-olds. He kind of has to be the adult. Brock's backstory is actually a little messed up. Like, when we meet Brock, he is the leader 
of a rock gym. And Ash is originally supposed to battle him. And you're thinking, wow, 15 years old, you're a gym leader. How is that possible? It's because Brock's parents, I shit you not, skipped out on the entire family. Just fucked off, huh? Yeah, he's got like five or six younger siblings that he takes care of. That's why he knows how to cook and sew and do all the other domestic activities. So what are they doing while he's adventuring with these two 10-year-olds? I think they're off just being Pokemon masters. I really can't remember. But they're all younger than him? They're all literal children? Yeah, all his siblings are younger than him. He is the parent when Ash and Misty meet him. Okay, we need... We need, we need to keep going. Okay, okay. Brock's Pokemon are mostly ground and fire types. He's got a Vulpix. He's got an Onyx, the, the, the rock snake thing. Yes, giant snake rock worm. <laughs> so we're just trying to eat. We're just trying to have a nice afternoon. And that gets rudely interrupted by <clears throat> Raymond? Is that his name? That is his name in the <laughs> subtitles. I'm looking for a Pokemon trainer named Ash from Palatown. You know him? Yeah, he's me. Let's have a match. Unless you're afraid to lose. (laughs) I'm afraid you're gonna lose this one. Ash, you just said you were too weak to work. That's right, I am too weak to work, but a Pokemon battle isn't work. He is just another Pokemon trainer who's here to ask Ash for a match. And that's this thing. When you're in the Pokeverse, you could just be like chilling, having a nice day, and someone could come up to you and be like, hey! Fight me. So we have this very cute Pokemon battle with, you guessed it, the theme. (laughs) Don't you say that like this theme song is not one of the best ever. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. It's you and me. Catch them all in my pocket. (laughs) So while that's taking place, we have some hostiles spying on our team, don't we? I wrote, oh no, not these queens. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, Jesse and James and Meowth of Team Rocket are here. There's another credit on Pikachu's charge account. We've got to grab it. I know we gotta grab some rare Pokemon for the boss, but it wouldn't be such a bad idea if we grabbed a little bite to eat, would it? We didn't come here to steal a meal. I'd settle for a taste of that Pikachu. So, like, Jessie's, like, you know, real cute. She's got her, like, LaRue hair going on. And James has, like, got his, like, you know, blue thing going on. And then there's Meowth. He's the Billy Crystal character. (laughs) Team Rocket is always after the trio because they consider Ash's Pikachu to have rare and extraordinary power. And so every single week, Team Rocket has some harebrained scheme to try and capture Pikachu, and they're usually easily foiled. What I love about Team Rocket is not only their comedic incompetence, but the fact that every single time they do a disguise together... It's always James, who's in the feminine costume. When you tweeted that picture of them, and it was like, when you see it, and how James has a full rack, <laughs> like like actual tits. I think that episode's banned in the United States. <laughs> is it really? I think it is. Like, I was, <laughs> when you see it. <laughs> 
And then we have Meowth, who is the loudmouth little mascot of their group. And I think you had a question for me about Meowth, if you'd like to ask it. At this why point. is Meowth the only one with a personality? You, like, you mean, why is he the only one that can talk, like, other than the Mewtwo? The answer is actually kind of sad. When Meowth was younger, before he met Team Rocket, he met another female Meowth who he had a crush on and wanted to get close to. And she was like, mm, I prefer the company of humans. So what he did was he taught himself how to walk upright and to speak English. Or Japanese. Yeah, depending on <laughs> depending on depending on what version of the show you're watching. <laughs> but yeah, the whole reason he's like that was so that he could win a girl's affection. And then Well, she... I don't see any Meg Ryan to this Billy Crystal. <laughs> so Yeah, that did not that episode didn't pan out. So well. Harry met Sally and then Sally said, No, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, Meowth. So the prince is giving a ball. Yeah, this whole opening sequence with the Pokemon battle, we can see that Ash and his friends are being surveilled by this Pokemon that's flying overhead with a camera strapped to its neck. (laughs) Mewtwo, from the comfort of his brand new lair... Literally like Obama in Syria. Like, he's just with his little drone thing. He's, like, scoping out the competition. He's trying to find the best Pokemon trainers to bring to the island and challenge him. And he instructs his mysterious assistant to send the trio an invitation. (laughs) So, like a bat out of hell, he sends a Dragonite after them with this invitation. And when they open the invitation it's a hologram you have been chosen to join a select group of pokemon trainers at a special gathering it will be hosted by my master the world's greatest pokemon trainer at his palace on new island a chartered ferry will leave from old shore wharf to take you to the island this afternoon only trainers who present this invitation will be admitted they pop that thing open and she comes up like a little hologram and she goes Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. That is not what happened. No, Princess Nun pops up. And she's like, you've been chosen. You've been chosen to come to New Island. It's new. Yeah, it's brand friggin' new. It's brand friggin' new. Almost like it was created with psychic power. To train with the greatest Pokemon master of all time. And they're like, ooh. So immediately they reply yes to this invitation. Ash wants to meet the world's greatest Pokemon trainer, and Brock really wants to meet the pretty lady from the hologram. Yes, Princess Nun. (laughs) Also, what did you call that thing? Carrying the bag? Dragonite. Dragonite. I love how Jesse and James stop the Dragonite, and they're like, What's the buzz about? Like, <laughs> we're coming too. If like, the, if the twerps are going, then we're definitely going. Like, we have to go. Also, I think that Dragonite thing's really cute. I know. <laughs> I kind of. I feel like that's what I kind of am. You the Dragonite. If I was a Pokemon, I'd be a Dragonite. Not a Magikarp, though, right? Oh my god! <laughs> when I took that online test. I was like, and it's like, you're Magikarp, and you, everyone laughed at me, and I was like, I don't understand why that's funny. And I was like, that's just a dumb internet quiz. Let me see it. Let me take it, see which one I get. And then I got Mewtwo. Yeah, I know. Like, I was like, okay, why is Carrie Ann such a badass? And I'm like, okay, so wait a minute. Like, I'm the rookie? <laughs> no, but remember what I told you? It takes a lot of love and patience to get a Magikarp to evolve into a Gyarados, which is a big fuck you powerful Pokemon. And I said- Oh, yeah, I, I Magikarp s- evolves into Gyarados, does he? Yeah, yeah, and I just always say that you're just a Magikarp who hasn't evolved into Gyarados yet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cut to Mewtwo stirring up the seas for some on-screen tension. <laughs> He's using- 
using his psychic powers to literally start a storm. I want Mewtwo to massage my back. Because he's got them balls on the tips of his fingers? Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like it would feel really good. <laughs> Plus all that power. Yeah, right? <laughs> so everyone's at the ferry depot trying to get to New Island. The ferry depot? I don't know. The harbor, whatever. <laughs> The fairy house. Yeah, they have to take a ferry from the old wharf to get to New Island. This part, like, I haven't seen this since I was a literal child. Uh And it was this scene that started bringing everything flooding back. Oh, very nice. Don't you hate me? I do, actually. Some of these characters look like Harvest Moon characters. Like Officer Jenny? Yeah. I like (laughs) Officer Jenny. Officer Jenny tells it like it is. Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy, who Nurse Joy runs the Pokemon Center, uh-huh. Nurse Joy and Officer Jenny, there are multiple iterations of Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. There's an Officer Jenny and a Nurse Joy in every single town, but like they're all just sisters. They're all identical sisters, all of these clones of these characters. I feel bad for that mother. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> And so they're like, the ferry's canceled. And they're and all these trainers are like, well, we're getting to this island one way or another. Well, I'm going to New Island anyway. All my Pokemon are watertight. We'll just swim over to that palace. Oh, no. I warn you, the waves will be savage. You will never make it. And besides, if you tried that stunt and your Pokemon got hurt, you'd be out of luck because we had to close down the Pokemon Center. How come? Because the nurse in charge of the center disappeared last month. Yeah, Nurse Joy's just not there. She's just been missing. There's literally a missing poster in the fairy depot. You know, Brock runs up to it and he's like, hey, she's cute. She looks familiar. And Uh, I'm like, have you not met Nurse Joy before? Yeah, Brock, that's because she looks like every other Nurse Joy you've ever met. Uh, (laughs) But put a pin in her. We'll come back to her in a minute. I love this very patriotic theme as everyone's getting in the water. Because the trainers with the water type Pokemon and the flying Pokemon immediately say, fuck the police and start- Fuck Officer Jenny. (laughs) Fuck 12. We're going to New Island. They start making their way across the water. Pika Pika. Ash, Brock, and Misty are shit out of luck because their Pokemon aren't strong enough early in this series to survive the waves. You're laughing already and I feel like I know why. Cue Team Rocket. Not Team Rocket pretending to be Vikings in a boat. Where did they get that boat? Cue Team Rocket in one of their classic bad disguise bits. They literally show up dressed as Vikings. This is the one line I remember from this movie. <laughs> you want to cross maybe? We take you, yeah? We Vikings are used to big wave. We get you to new island faster than you can say perfect nugget. We'll get you to New Island faster than you can say Farvin Nugent. It's so bad. It's obviously them with Meowth on the front like a bow maiden. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the worst part. The trio buys this. Even though they've been duped by Team Rocket every friggin' week on this show. Every episode. Every single episode, (laughs) they fall for this bit. And then they just get in the boat. They're like, yeah, totally. We'll accept a ride from strangers. I also love how Brock is like... I didn't know Vikings still existed. They mostly live in Minnesota. (laughs) Like, where are we? (laughs) 
Are you kidding? They live in Japan, yes? Yes, they do. Uh, okay. Because you know with these English dubs and the things they reference. Yeah, you never know for sure. I'm like, okay. A gigantic wave, you guessed it, exposes Team Rocket. And they're like, oh my god, darn, how did we not see that? How did you not see that? They are comically bad at this. They are comically bad at this. (laughs) Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Forget the matter, we're going to have to wait for And then a wave turns the boat over. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. I hate that shit. I love that shit. I hate it. I love it. My The person I marry will be able to quote it back and forth with me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Also, I do not view Team Rocket as a threat in any way, shape, or form. You're really not supposed to. Like, Mewtwo is the threat of this movie. You love this part because this is where Misty has no choice but to release her Staryu. I love Staryu. Staryu's my favorite. Literally because of this moment. <laughs> Because Staryu's a badass and just kind of saves them. They hold their breath for a while. I know. Like, this is such a wet journey. (laughs) They soon find themselves in the eye of the storm, and they see that New Island is right in the eye of the storm. This palace looks sick, not gonna lie. Oh, I know. It's like some Miyazaki-looking type stuff, right? Yeah, it really is. With all the spires and the texture and the balconies. Little windmills. Yes! Uh, Princess Nun is here to greet them. Yes, they are greeted by the Pokemon Master's mysterious, vacant-eyed assistant. Princess Nun. (laughs) She asks to see their invitation, and Brock recognizes her immediately. I knew I recognized that face. What? Aren't you the nurse who's missing from the treatment center? You do look just like her. I fear you are mistaken. I have always dwelt on this island and have always been in the service of my master. He's like, aren't you the missing nurse? (laughs) And the way she's just like, nope, always been here, sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. There is no war in Ba Sing Se. Someone's been (laughs) imperious. Right? (laughs) Like, she's obviously under some kind of spell, and it's just, it's really creepy. I'm sick of Mew and his dumb cute face (laughs) just being a sky cat so while they as they're going in Mew flies overhead and he's like hmm what's this fun looking castle place yeah it's really never explained why Mew is drawn to New Island like probably because his other better half is there (laughs) yeah his clone and like I love it when he's just like Looking at the windmills. He liked the windmill. He liked the windmills. He's dropping on them and having such a great time. Cut to them walking through the interior of this place. And I literally wrote, I have got to give Mewtwo credit for this interior design. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Shit is ill as fuck. He like, did all of this with his mind. I know. Like, like the, the the assistant takes them up to this, uh, I, I guess you would call it like a lounge or a, a receiving area. I don't know. There's this great big spiral staircase in the center of it that's held up by nothing. I love that it kind of reminds you of a double helix. 
Yeah. Like DNA. Like, oh, yeah. Like going up the center of it. Oh, wow. It's not a double helix, but it reminds me of it. So they go up into this receiving area, and the obviously brainwashed Nurse Joy leads them at... Uh, it's Princess Nun. <laughs> Princess Nun. We don't know it's Nurse Joy yet. <laughs> She introduces them to the other trainers that have survived the storm. This is Corey, Fergus, and Nisha. Yeah, they're the only trainers who survived the storm. It makes me wonder what happened to everybody else. The trio's like, weren't there supposed to be like a lot more trainers here? And she's like, Only the trainers capable of braving the storm have proven themselves worthy in my master's eyes. Do you mean that storm was some kind of test? Please release your Pokemon from their Pokeballs and join the others. It will not be long before my master's intentions are clear. Oh no, Just, are there a bunch of dead kids out there? Yeah, are there a bunch of dead kids floating between here and the mainland? So first we have Cory. He's the one in the red jumpsuit with the Pidgeotto. Team Cory looks fierce. Yeah, he's got mostly ground and grass type Pokemon. He's kind of a dick, but whatever. We also have Fergus. You mentioned Fergus before. Team Fergus has got mad game. Yeah, he has all water types. He's got a Gyarados, which is how he got here. And uh, he's like a- He's got those duck things that look like bow truckles. <laughs> Sorry, from Harry Potter. He's also got those, like, sea lion things. The dugong? Sure. (laughs) Sure. And then we have Nisha. She's very friendly and personable. (laughs) I wrote, Team Nisha could be good. Yeah, she doesn't really have a type of Pokemon she likes. She's got some fire, she's got some normal types, water and grass. She has a Blastoise, which is objectively one of the most badass looking Pokemon that exists. Like that huge turtle with the guns on his back. Yeah, the turtle tank. (laughs) The one that's taking the Russian Federation down. No, the Soviet Union. Anyway. Mewtwo's entrance, the drama. Oh God, the lights suddenly go out and Mewtwo floats down the center of that spiral staircase. Yes, the world's greatest Pokemon master is also the most powerful Pokemon on Earth. This is the ruler of New Island and soon the whole world. Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Pika. I love Ash. Mewtwo. Pika. Like, (laughs) Pikachu knows something's up. Oh, no, yeah. Pikachu knows that Mewtwo's sus from the jump. I just love him. I don't like it when Mewtwo speaks through Princess Nun. Right? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you're definitely under control. He's clearly controlling her. A Pokemon can't be a Pokemon master? No way! Quiet, human. From now on, I am the one who makes the rules. How's it talking? It's psychic. And then he just releases her. She's just like, okay, I'm done with you. And yeah, it's Nurse Joy. Yeah, of course. I'm glad I can call her Nurse Joy now and not Princess Nun. Um, The whole reason he kidnapped her in the first place was because he just needed her knowledge of Pokemon anatomy to help him with his project, right? Yeah. His mysterious project that we will hear about in just a few minutes. I remember once seeing this thing on the news about how someone was trying to get onto the Pentagon property in Virginia because there was a Mewtwo on the Pentagon property. What? And they got like arrested for (gasps) trying to trespass to capture this Mewtwo. That's wild. And I was like, what did that, what did Nintendo do? (laughs) Did they literally just put a Mewtwo 
on the Pentagon property. That's funny as shit, and I don't care who you are. The only thing that would have been funnier is if it were Area 51. Like what? Come on. Of course we're going to put a Mewtwo in the DoD. (laughs) Meanwhile, Team Rocket have managed to find New Island and find a way in through the sewer system. Cut to them discovering the lab with all the Pokemon and spooky sacks. Yeah, all of these Pokemon are in these tanks, kind of like how Mewtwo was at the beginning. It's like these expanding tubes. And there's this big machine in the lab. And what they shortly learn is that it's a cloning machine. Because they accidentally make a Meowth clone. Yeah, Jesse sits on the control panel and turns it on. And this little robotic arm plucks some hairs from Meowth. The machine processes the hairs and generates a completely brand new Meowth. Back to the Great Hall or wherever we are, Mewtwo is literally calling the Pokemon slaves. He's dragging the entire human race, saying how dangerous they are and how he's going to destroy them all, including the Pokemon that serve them, because he considers them to be slaves who cannot be reformed. Isn't this like the equivalent of Kanye saying slavery is a choice? I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Your Pokemon will not be spared. They have disgraced themselves by serving humans. Those Pokemon are nothing but slaves. Pika, pika, pika! So, you say I am wrong? That you are not this human servant, you are his friend? Pika! You are as pathetic as the rest. I love how Pikachu in his own way is like, hey, whoa! Yeah. (laughs) I love this idiot! (laughs) Like, don't you dare! He's my idiot, human! Be nice! Ash! like an idiot, challenges Mewtwo. (laughs) And so now he's pulling out all the big boys. He pulls out Charizard, and, like, Charizard immediately is not playing ball. Like, if you've never seen the show, you have no way of knowing that Charizard is, like, the adolescent teenager of Ash's lineup. Uh Like, there's a whole episode arc in the show where Ash loses a match for a Pokemon badge simply because Charizard won't fight. He's just laying in the middle of the field like, nah, I don't really feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Nisha, Fergus, Corey, Ash, all their Pokemon get knocked out. And you know what the motherfucker does next? Mm. He steals their Pokemon. (laughs) I love that when Corey's like, I underestimated you, but it won't happen again. It will happen again. (laughs) It will definitely happen again, Corey. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Mewtwo just steals all their Pokemon. And it just ends up this whole sequence of these black Pokeballs, like, floating around and chasing all the Pokemon. It just gets profoundly sad watching all these poor animals. Animals? They are animals. All these poor pocket monsters (laughs) fleeing from these spooky Pokeballs. Mewtwo wants to clone all of their Pokemon. Ash chases that Pokeball into the lab where Team Rocket is, and they go, oh, because, like, they comes through the conveyor belt, right? Yeah. And, and Team Rocket, like, pokey gasps, and they're like, <laughs> oh, look there! And Ash runs over the conveyor belt and goes, uh, I don't have time for a dumb motto today! Uh, uh, uh. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! Give me back my Pikachu! 
Ash literally just crawls into this thing. He has no fear whatsoever. And he fucks it up from the inside out. But not before Mewtwo has cloned all of their Pokemon. Yeah, so here comes the clone dump. They're all just filling up in these tubes. It's so weird. Yeah, it's like, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And so... You cut back to the Great Hall or wherever they are, and he's like, or I don't know if they're in the arena yet. I I can't remember. Yeah, at some point, they transition from the Great Hall to the arena where this epic Pokemon battle is supposed to take place. And Mewtwo's just like, all right, now is when I destroy you all, and your Pokemon will be safe here with me while I create a storm that destroys the rest of the planet. And then there's this explosion. (laughs) rising from the ash is (laughs) you can't do this I won't let you And he's got all of the original Pokemon behind him. It's really cool watching Ash walk up to Mewtwo and all of his clones just getting ready to face off. I'm glad Mew is here to soften things up. I know. Mewtwo launches him into the air, where it looks like he's going to collide with the stone wall. But no, Mew bubbles him. He's saved by Mew's little pink bubble. Mew, so finally we meet. Mew? I may have been cloned from your DNA, but now I will prove that Mewtwo is better than the original. Superior to Mew. And like, I love how Mewtwo just starts monologuing at Mew like, we meet at last. But Mew is barely paying attention. Mew has no idea what's going on. (laughs) He's literally here to play. Like, he's just doing little backflips in the air like, la-da-dee, la-da-dum. And he's just like, what is your problem, bro? Don't harsh my mellow, marsh my mallow. I'm here to vibe and blow bubbles. (laughs) Like, the moment Mewtwo starts messing him up, though... Mew starts squaring off. It's not like he won't defend himself. He just doesn't want to fight. Also, he's just giggling at Mewtwo. I know. He's just laughing at him the whole time. Which must be infuriating because Mewtwo's already like a copy of him. But Mew's like, bitch, I'm ages and ages (laughs) old. Like, I've been new. I I have seen the dinosaurs. Like, (laughs) the original Pokemon. (laughs) The original Pokies. The Pokesaurs. Like, uh oh. So Team Rocket is now is now in the arena with them, right? Just kind of watching all of the... Like they've been doing yeah. the whole movie. <laughs> They're just watching Mew and Mewtwo square off. And Meowth hears Mew explaining to Mewtwo... Mm. Mew's got a good point. What's it saying? Mew says you don't prove anything by showing off a lot of special powers and that a Pokemon's real strength comes from the heart. My clones don't need their powers to prove their worth. Mewtwo, using his psychic abilities, has completely blocked all of the special attacks for all of the Pokemon. So what has to happen now is the Pokemon literally beat up on each other. Like they're just hitting each other. The battle between the clones and the original Pokemon begin. What is this song? I love this 
song. Why, it's so weird. Why this? Like, this acoustic, like, <laughs> well, this horrible battle is happening between the clones and the original Pokemon. Brother, my brother. It's just, it's, it's weirdly placed, in my opinion. <laughs> it's so weird, because when you think about Pokemon, it's like, yeah, it's violent. People, like, throwing water walls at each other and, like, spikes and stuff like that. But, but no, we're not getting any of that badassery here. We're literally just slapping each other in the face. And there's just something really brutal and personal about it. Like, it's just, it is not in any way how Pokemon were intended to battle. <laughs> With, who says it? Is it Nurse Joy? Pokemon aren't meant to fight. Not like this. It's useless. What can come out of it? Nothing but pain. Yeah. <laughs> when she said that, I was like, wait a minute, they weren't? No, just not like this, man. It's just, it's so... So I guess fighting is wrong is the moral of the story? Yeah, it does get a little muddled, the message in the English version. The English version places far more emphasis on non-violence than it does on the ethics of cloning. And it's like, but wait a minute. <laughs> Pokemon, the whole purpose of Pokemon is to pit them against each other so they'll level up. Also, Mewtwo is, like, kind of cheating. How do you think? He's using genetically modified Pokemon. Yeah! They are stronger than the Pokemon these trainers brought to the island. He literally just brought all these people here to whoop their asses <laughs> and show them who's boss. It get re it gets really sad there for a second, and like I love it when Meowth is talking to the clone, and I, what basically what ends up at the end of that conversation being is Meowth going, "Huh? Huh? You're right. We do have a lot in common. The same earth, the same air, the same sky. Maybe if we started looking at what's the same instead of always looking at what's different." Well, who knows? No. <laughs> no, you... No. Hard, that, hard no for that? That is not what we should be doing. We should be looking at the things that make us different. Well, I agree. And I agree. respecting the things that make us different. Did you get triggered? Like, I don't see color? Is that yeah, what... Yeah, it was literally like, well, I don't see color. Like, that's kind of what that came out as to me, but well, I get it. It's a kid's movie, and they're like, we should value the things we have in common and not fight. That's all well and good. Because that's what inspires empathy. Yeah, but, yeah, but, like, we're not, like, if we don't get into, if we don't understand each other's differences, if we just pretend they're not there, uh -huh. we're never gonna progress as a society. Also, I'm talking about humanity and not Pokemon. <laughs> But that's a little too much nuance for young children. I'm reaching, aren't I? You are, but <laughs> I appreciate you looking out. The absolute most depressing aspect of this fight is the Pikachus. Yeah, when Pikachu sees the clone Pikachu for the first time, she's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, I'm about to get beat. And like the clone Pikachu comes up and just starts smacking our Pikachu. Ash's Pikachu won't fight back. Yeah, after a while, B Pikachu won't fight bad Pika. And bad Pika thinks they have to fight and doesn't understand why Pikachu won't fight them bad. It's that gif you see on the internet of the two Pikachus, one of them just slapping the other one. Pikachu! Pika! Bad Pika doesn't understand and starts getting upset. Like, it's like, why aren't you fighting me back? Why am I fighting you? And then they just start crying. Oh, it's so sad. Like, I'm just like, okay, it's getting a little... 
Oh my god, can Pokemon die? They can, they absolutely can. Do they just fade into nothing? Are they carcasses? What happens when they die? I, mean, I know they don't go to Poke Heaven. Well, they're flesh and bone. Or they do they go to Poke Heaven? We'll okay. get into that in a minute. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, Mewtwo and Mew are having their epic bubble battle. Like, literally, we just see a blue bubble and a pink bubble in the air smashing into one another over and over and over again. And everyone below is just hurt. Yeah. Like all the Pokemon have gotten exhausted to the point where they're just si- they're just curled up with each other. Ash is looking around at all the injured Pokemon. He's like, "This is this is absolutely too much." And like Mewtwo and Mew are charging themselves up in the arena for like big time attacks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like this, whatever is gonna end this, it's about to happen. Some Bombarda Maxima shit. Yeah. <laughs> And Ash can't take it anymore. He runs out into the middle of the battlefield between Mew and Mewtwo. Ash, wait! You gotta stop right now! Oh no! And their attacks collide with him in the center of the arena. Um, Ash turns to stone? Like, instantly. And uh, Pikachu doesn't understand. This is always the moment when I start crying because it's big Lion King vibes. Like, you know when Simba comes up to Mufasa's corpse and is like, like, Dad, wake up! Dad, get up! And Pikachu is trying to save him? Pikachu! He's like shocking him. And I. this is where I wrote... Why am I welling? Carrie Ann, no. <laughs> I've made you emotional. <laughs> it's like now everyone is crying, even the clones. Like how fucking dare they animate all these Pokemon crying? Pokemon aren't supposed to cry. It's against the natural order. There's no crying. There's no crying in Pokemon. of pokey tears start to emulate from all the pokemon and because of ash's sacrifice i guess all these pokey tears just kind of save him like the sky opens up like <laughs> like at the end of haunted mansion <laughs> it's a kids movie ross did you really expect ash to stay stoned but the music that's playing while this is happening uh-huh my brain was on 150% while this was playing cuz I was like I remember this tune so well but I haven't heard it in 15 years Guess fucking what? Guess fucking what? This is where Mewtwo has his moment of clarity. Of course, this all... Deus ex Mewtwo. (laughs) This makes Mewtwo see all reason and humanity and like all at once and all of a sudden is a good being. 
The human sacrificed himself to save the Pokémon. I pitted them against each other, but not until they set aside their differences did I see the true power they all shared deep inside. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. Dude, you were Hitler levels of evil five <laughs> minutes ago. I don't want to hear it. That is. I don't want to hear it. Children's movies in general are a little simplistic in that way, aren't they? Where it's like, hey, all you got to do is show a little empathy and the bad guy will suddenly be on your side. Like, come on, Von Tussel, shake your fanny muscles? No. Yeah, no. Like, I don't think so. Also, like the Uru at the end of Dark Crystal, Mew and Mewtwo along with all the clones, just descend into pokey heaven? You <laughs> too. where are you going? Where my heart can learn what yours knows so well. What transpired here, I will always remember. But perhaps for you, these events are best forgotten. He reverted time. He's serious. He literally just like pressed rewind on this whole movie. Like none of it ever happened. The biggest middle finger. <laughs> and I'm just like, so can Mew also do that? <laughs> can Mew also revert time? Or is this a genetically is this a genetically modified power that only Mewtwo has? Is this why Mew is timeless? And on like ancient mosaics? Can Mewtwo take me back and stop Hitler? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. You're right. If You're right. If anything, we should be using him as a weapon to stop Hitler. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> also, they literally just end up back in the fairy depot. <laughs> and all the trainers and Nurse Joy, they're all back. They're all arguing again about why the fairy is canceled. Nobody has any of the last two hours. And, and Ash is just like, huh, why are we here? And the words that come out of Misty's mouth. <laughs> hey guys, how did we wind up in this place anyway? Well, I guess we're just here because we're here. Pika? Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, that's anime for you. Why are we here? Just because. Don't I, think about it too hard. We're just here because we're here, guys. And I love the way this ends. They go out on onto the dock and they're watching the storm clear up. And then we go out on the narrator and I just... <laughs> okay, no, Team Rocket being stranded on the island that... On New Island, just without the palace, there's I, nothing there. I forgot about that. They are stranded on New Island by themselves. And they're fucking gassed up about it. <laughs> I don't have a clue how we got here, but who cares? This is paradise. But once a happy ending. Team, Team Rocket signing off again! <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any sunscreen? You know, I'd really like Ooh. to go sailing in one of them catamarans. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm so glad that... I watched that again. I know, right? Because that's whack. It blew some nice dust off your brain, didn't it? I just It's like they wrote themselves into a corner and said, <laughs> just revert time. It'll be fine. They're kids. They're stupid. They won't know. And you know, we didn't. I never thought about that as a kid. No! Everything was just okay in the end, and that's what mattered. But now, as an adult, I'm like, where's my narrative structure? This is... 
I was drilled into my head in high school how important structure is in the narrative. I can't breathe. All those fucking English classes. <laughs> <laughs> and now you just give me things like Pokemon in the first movie. Oh, Mewtwo God. strikes back. And I mean, yeah, he struck. <laughs> he struck but back. But then he jesus out of there. <laughs> Where did Mewtwo and Mew and all of these Poke-Clones go? Could you imagine if Mewtwo showed up in Revelations? Like the Bible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't Mewtwo a book of the Bible? Doesn't it come right after Revelation? That's one of those gospels that the white men trashed in the 40s. Yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> psalm? Mew. <laughs> the book of Mewtwo. Mewtwo. <laughs> And Mewtwo shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Mewtwo, there shall be sorrow, but neither shall there be any more pain. The clone world has passed away. (laughs) Oh my god. God. Stop, I can't. I'm sorry. My sides hurt. I can't. there for you today. And I, I'm sad that we didn't get to talk about Pikachu's Vacation, which is the short film. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't there another part of this movie that I'm missing? Yeah, the, like, one, the Pikachu's Vacation, where they all go to a theme park for Pokemon. Yeah, isn't that cute? It is. Uh, Charizard gets stuck in the hole, and like all of the Pokemon have to help get him out, like he's Winnie the Pooh. Oh my god. It's a great little Don't short. Don't feed the lizard. <laughs> Don't feed the fire lizard. <laughs> I'm going to post a link to that in the description, folks, in case you've never seen it, because yeah, it's real cute. That'll be fun. Hey, thanks for letting me use your Prime <laughs> to watch the movie. <laughs> I had to buy this movie. Yeah, you, uh, you know what? We might end up having to buy all of our films in anime. Who yeah. knows? And it's just because a- you really had to buy next week's selection. Oh, I really did. Big time. I cannot wait to talk about that. Okay. Okay, guys. So without further ado. Tyrion's going to lose her head. <gasps> When I tell you that I've been waiting since we started this podcast to cover this movie. Yeah, you're, yeah. This was my jam. Okay, next week, guys, we are going to be talking about Sailor Moon R, The Promise of the Rose. (sighs) We used to have that on VHS. Yes. And we would rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it. Next week, we're going to be getting out our moon brooches and we're going to be fighting evil plants. Like, I cannot wait. In the name of the moon. I will punish you. Oh, it's punish, not yeah. vanquish. Yeah. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, practice the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. For the love of God, please. <laughs> rate, review, retweet. We want everyone to join our little watch party. I know y'all got weebs in your life who would love our selections this month. Please. More quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry mom. mom.